Welcome to the very seventh Brightcast. In this Brightcast, we're going to be chatting through spur of the moment deadlines. Yeah. Our main yeah. topic is all about budget. We've got Rob chatting about sales decks. Yeah. And we've got Jess chatting all about client strategy. So if you want to hear some insights from inside a visual marketing agency, let's go. Welcome to the very seventh Brightcast episode. How are you guys doing? Doing good, doing good, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited to get into this one. Yeah, well, let's go. Drew, kick us off. What have you been looking at this week? What's been on your mind? This week, being on lots of client deadlines. And the fun thing about these client deadlines is they weren't the deadlines we agreed. They were yeah. new deadlines. Yeah. So uh, we had deadlines for a few weeks away, and then we got emails and phone calls asking, is today just better? One of them came through in quite a crazy way and just like, oh, he was thinking these these graphics could be used for this video. And you're like, yeah, brilliant. And almost just in passing mentioned it. Well, obviously the deadline's, you know, a couple of weeks away, so we'll get these ready to be animated in. And like, no, no, no. <laughs> Today. Today, 1 p.m. We're Can meant to be showing it? the client. So, yeah, so they were fun. We, we, did, we did them. We got them out, but um, it's not great doing that. No, and I think I think this is what our main topic is, touches on as well, is that people should, I know everyone wants things quick, but people should want them at the right time. You know, they, like things are better if you've got more time, not just to do the job, but to yeah. think around the job and have a bit of dwell yeah. time on it. I was just going to say the videos that we produced were amazing. Like they were still very yeah. high yeah. quality videos. They were edited really well. But just having that extra time to put extra MoGraph elements in there or yeah, a bit yeah. more time on those things. And it's time to step away and think, oh, actually, we could put some of our, you know, patented creativity here that yeah. you wouldn't expect that would just elevate it. And we don't know if that would have happened with those, but you, you don't know because you've not got the time to step back and think about it. At like the bare minimum, you want like a day or even just several hours yeah. to step away for the sound mix and the grade as well, because your ears and your eyes lose objectivity yeah so when you listen or look at stuff things will look different or sound different depending on like you know if you're if you've been editing this thing for ages and there's like a background noise you might end up just phasing that background noise out yeah so you yeah. kind of forget about these things or with the grade there might just be something slightly off with the grade but your eyes will adjust to things so then you might think that that grade's okay and i think with both of those areas we mentioned it last time with consistency the greasy pole thing where but with both of those areas, you can get to 95% good quite quick, but you do want to invest the time to take it up to, yeah. you know, 99, 100% there that where, where everyone's satisfied with it. Yeah, no, I, think, I think the main thing, the main issue with that with clients is clients don't, it's not that they don't understand that section, that, that, that part of post-production, the like for finishing, the polishing off. They just don't know about it. Yeah. And to be fair, then when they do know about it, they probably still don't understand it. They probably do yeah. think it's a, you know, if you're doing a grade, you're just slapping a lot on something. Yeah. 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 Shipping it. That's done. It, yeah. That's not it at all. Yeah. Also, 95% there to them looks amazing still. But we notice those little tweaks that need to be made to add that yeah. extra 5%. And, and it's the small decisions as well. So our stuff on the whole is great and clients are happy with it. Yeah. But because we make those small decisions and those incremental improvements, yeah. which all add together to, to give something pretty special. Yeah. So uh, so the deadlines were cool. They were interesting. Uh, we got those sorted though. The videos were all done. They're, they're happy with the videos. We yep. got a uh, message back from one of the clients yesterday saying it's amazing and 
another one of the clients we do loads of work for who they had some uh, deadlines. They're, they're happy as well. How about you guys though? What have you guys been up to? Last week we signed on a new marketing client to look at strategy. Um, they're a relatively new company. They've been running for around two years but they've tried various different marketing efforts themselves. Yeah. They've got um, external help and none of it's worked for them. No. Um, and they haven't got the return on investment they've been looking for. So um, we're having some chats with them and working on some strategy work with them yeah. to kind of look into the stuff they've been doing, identify why they haven't worked, look into what we think would work um, as well as their personas, their competitors, and just doing a really big strategy overhaul for them for 2023. And I think they're a really interesting client because they have tried a lot of things. And yeah. There's a lot of talk online about vanity metrics. And if you were just to take their interaction rate and yeah, the actual response really well. and their signups, those vanity metrics, they're doing really well, but they... They've been doing it for a couple of years and they recognize they've had zero actual leads from it. Yeah. And and it's taking on the point of their contents performing really well. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of webinars and they've got a big email list. So in that essence, they're performing really well and they've got these these contacts. But the way they're implementing this content and what they're doing with the data. Yeah. isn't then turning them into leads or turning them into yeah. we, we're going to go through all their diagnostic part and setting yeah. up the marketing plan but i think as well there's going to be some fundamental uh marketing messaging misalignment and they they yeah. are attracting the wrong people yeah so, so yeah. we've got the first meeting with them next week so it's just kind of setting up um the presentations we're going to go through with them we kind of like to do a bit more activity based Mm -hmm. um things with clients in yeah. terms of strategy because it's about them we want their input rather than us just talking to them so it's more getting deeper into those i think those i think those on earth like what they actually think about things because the, yeah. pr the, the problem is when you when you have a business and you've been you've got your tagline and things like that it feels like you're saying those things but you know, you're just saying them because you've memorized them, really. So th yeah. this is a bit of a step back to unearth how yeah, they definitely. actually feel about, you know, their aims and their company and yeah. stuff, which is cool. That'd so be cool. excited to kick that off. And I, I've been looking at actually our sales pack after an episode of the podcast, Brightcast, a few episodes ago. Um, and I did loads of reading around it. There's loads of opinion, research, Lots of obviously it touches on sales strategies and things like that. So there's loads to look at. And I've got a really cool structure where I'm a big believer in if people are expecting to see something, you have to show them that. But then in lots of areas, doing it in a novel way uh, or subverting it even. And I'm going to take you guys through it later and get your opinions on it. And then I think the only thing we need to look at with the sales pack is because obviously a big thing we do is marketing strategy for people yeah. as, as we, we're doing for this new client. And it's a bit high level, a bit overview, and people can be unsure on what they're actually buying and walking away with. Yeah. So I've got some ideas with that um, that we'll go through. But that, that's been the sticking point. That's, that's the bit I got, I got stumbled on yesterday. Yeah, I guess, I guess it depends... Because it's very easy to get too in-depth within a sales pack, if that makes sense. Like wanting to put case studies in there and all of your services and yeah. examples of those services. And that's it with the strategy. You could even put example strategy plans in there and application and stuff. 
but then is it then a sales pack or is it then a huge media pack that yeah. gets to like 50 pages and, and that's and not what we want because needed. we want to get people to a conversation because yeah. that, that's where you then you know actually do the work yeah um and I, i've got a bit of a solution for how we stop that looking like we can do this we can do this we can do this yeah. but people don't know what we're going to do for them yeah so i've got a bit of a solution for that which i'll i'll go through but yeah sales pack it's been been fun frustrating like a, it's it's a lot of work and re writing rewriting but yeah you know as we discussed on that podcast where we mentioned it it'll be worth it yeah, yeah definitely, definitely definitely yeah interesting yeah looking forward to seeing it yeah well we'll go through it Nice. We'll see. We, we'll call it a teardown session, so you can, you know, pull it apart and we'll put the best bits back together. Oh, yeah. Me and Jess have been working on our roast material earlier. Anyway, so, don't <laughs> about that. Um, so Drew touched upon it earlier. Um, our main topic for today is budget, client budgets in particular, and the main question of how to find your client's budget, basically, how to I identify think, I think it's that. a double header because I think it's how to find your client's budget. And yeah. so we can talk about what we we like as, in terms of advice and what's worked, but then also the importance of actually having a having, budget in yeah. place because it affects so many decisions, stops a lot of wasted time, but also focuses effort. So performance improves yeah. greatly. I think this is going to be a really, really short podcast. Well, you did some in-depth research. Yeah, I did a, did a Google just before we started. I typed in, uh, how do you find out your client's budget? Um, the top answer was ask them. <laughs> Brilliant. So you recently had a sales call with a company wanting to do some dance things. Sorry, are we wrapping up? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the end yeah. of the podcast. No, no, th th this, this is the uh, evidential side of it. So you recently had a call with someone who it's a, it's a dance thing. They've previously done something similar for TV, but this time it's going to be online and social. Uh, you asked them what their budget was. What did they say? We don't know. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. That's the answer. Yeah, we, we've had it. We've had it with loads of clients, haven't we? And we've we've even had it ourselves, I guess. Like when other people have asked us things, we don't necessarily, and not necessarily in the business, but like personal things. Like, you know, you might go and have some guy coming around to quote for a new kitchen or something like that. Yeah. What's your budget? Oh, I don't actually know. But you you, you do know. I, I, I think there's a stage where you might be a complete outsider and you might, literally not know and you can google it and you can get ranges and things like that so you might be gathering a few quotes but really most of the companies we deal with they've they've done some marketing before they know they know how much some things cost they at least have a range they might not have oh i want to spend ten thousand pound a month on marketing it might be oh it's eight to fifteen they at least have some sort of range that they have for their marketing spend, depending on what your deliverables are. Yeah. yeah. J jumping back to the first question, though, of like trying to find out the client's budget. We kind of like historically have like been quite coy about the question. We wouldn't want to ask because we'd find it we'd find it awkward or we'd we'd think yeah. by asking you're going to offend them or by asking people you're going to, you know, lessen the chances of you getting the job or something yeah, if you're yeah. still at like the, you know, pitching stage, something like that. But now it's just it's just a very matter of fact thing. Like I think, how, how do you how do you ask a client a budget? The Google result of just ask them is the best one. Yeah. Just ask them what the budget yeah. is. There's different ways you can ask them, but you know I don't think you need to be like Littlefinger and try and like weed your way around, no, like trying no. to like yeah. find it out by being like devious or something. You can just say, so what's your budget on this? Yeah. And when they return with the I'm not sure, I don't know, 
at that point you can if if they have to ask a different you know stakeholder or something for their budget that's yeah. fine you can ask them they can go and do that if they literally can't answer that's fine you can sort it but if they are a person who can ask you can just kind of put towards them maybe a p couple of potential budgets that you yeah. think it should be yeah or you can then just ask a question again or, or rephrase it slightly you know what do you think the budget should be how much do you wanting to spend here? What's yeah. the value to you? What do you think you're going to get out of it? What are your aims from it? Yeah. There's all these different questions you can ask to try and get them thinking about it. Yeah. And there's loads of occasions. Some of my favorite clients we've worked with are those that came came for a price and a quote and things, and then they went off, shot it themselves, and they come back because it was bad. And it looks bad on a multi-million pound company to have yeah. self-shot footage by people who don't really know what they're doing within the team. So there was one client who was the shining example of yeah. uh, they said they had a budget. Yeah. We gave a quote, which was the honest quote. So it, the honest quote to do that job was over budget. They couldn't do it. We were over budget. Um, they went and self shot the project. Yeah. And it was a project shot in, they went out to America, like Boston, I think, Washington. And then they went to somewhere in like Scandinavia as well. Yeah. Filmed all this stuff. They self-shot it. None of the people there were video guys, video folk. So it was uh, it was bad. Like the audio was really bad. The yeah. video was really, really bad. They were using bad gear or no gear in some some parts, like in terms of lighting and stuff. It was just a bit of a silly thing they did. Yeah. And the companies they were doing it for were, were massive multi-million pound companies. Yeah. So they're, they're huge, huge companies. They've got these bases all around the world. They came back to us, oh, how can we fix it in post? We gave them a quote. I think the quote was five times the actual, the initial budget. Yeah. And at that point, they were like, yeah, we can do it. Well, so, I, so I, sorry, the point was the actual budget they had yeah. was much higher than the budget they just wanted to get away with. Yeah. So they were just trying to there just maximize because they're doing it for, they're, they're charging their clients to go and film this. Yeah. They just wanted to maximize their profit at a pure loss. It was, yeah. a, it was a huge loss to them in the end because of the I, amount of cost. I remember working on this. It was a nightmare project, not financially, just like, for pleasure oh we we yo, we, we made a good amount of money on it in the yeah. end yeah because the Be, amount of fixing because they wanted we everything do. changing basically yeah. it ended up we, we did some things with um stock footage manipulation and then animation as well and then it was like oh we like that do more of that do more of that so it was like less and less of their stuff more and yeah. more of ours so it ended up like they paid whatever the original 50 grand to go and shoot a voiceover basically a, and still a poorly recorded voice poorly, because yeah, the audio yeah. was bad wasn't it but yeah it was a, it was a thing and we use it a lot in uh meets with clients if they're kind of like edging that way we kind of give them give it give them the story as like a cautionary tale yeah just because we've all had it where we've bought something cheap and yeah. then we've had to buy it again at a higher price yeah, yeah yeah or you've done the silly thing where you've bought something cheap it's broke you've bought something again cheap it's broke it's bought something and then five times you know five iterations yeah. down the line you're like I should have just spent this same amount of money on yeah, the good thing yeah. that would still last me. Yeah. So I think that's the other thing. Like when you're thinking of a budget or when when you're asking about a budget, when the client's giving you a budget, from a client's perspective, you know, please do think about the budget in terms of what yeah. what what quality you think you think you're going to attract with that budget. Yeah. Because if you're just going to attract, you know, bedroom agencies, that yeah. type of thing, yeah. you know, and we obviously started off as a bedroom agency. We were, you know, worked from my kitchen for ages. Yeah. If you're just going to attract those, it might not be the quality that you need to yeah, achieve yeah. your goals. And then you might end up having to just hire another more experienced agency down Definitely, the line yeah. for more money. So, And I think I think it's understanding from the opposite point of view as well. Like if you are attracted to a certain 
agency who can deliver that, then they've put a lot of thought into their pricing with it within their market. So they're not just trying to rip you off. They're trying to, they've got a price where they can deliver that service that you're attracted to. So I think it's about respecting that as well. Yeah. A bit. Yeah. I think some people think service agencies asking for a budget is kind of, oh, if I tell them 10,000 pounds and then we're going to quote me 6,000 pounds, they're going to put the budget up to that. It's more to find what's best for their budget. And like you say, with their aims and objectives, all of that goes into play. But it's also what we recommend for people will be dependent on their budget. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like Google Ads, our management fee is plus obviously ad spend. So that makes that fee bigger. So if they can't afford that plus the other things they're looking for, it might not be Google Ads that we recommend. It might be a different thing. Yeah. So looking at what services we recommend for their budget is the, yeah. one of the reasons why we ask their budget. The same as video. If they've got a smaller budget, it might just be one video in a different way. Whereas if they've got a bigger budget, yeah. we can make more videos in a, in a yeah. better way for them. It's maximizing the budget, yeah. isn't it? So you find out the budget and people, people do allocate budgets. Like good organizations will be okay. So 10% of revenue goes straight back into marketing. I think it should be between 10 and 20. 10% would be great for a lot of companies. And they, you know, it's the reinvestment. So someone like Blair Ends would say, ask someone, how much have you allocated to invest in this? If they haven't got an answer, then they're not serious really about doing the work. So you're like, brilliant, go have a think about how much you're looking to invest and come back. And yep. then we'll tell you what we can do for that. And then the other way is a bit more value-based pricing where what are you trying to generate, like in terms of revenue increase, whatever with this campaign? Yeah. And then it's, okay, so for 10% of that return, yeah. we, we think we can get that return and it will cost this it's roughly around 10% and we'll spread it out over the year, if, depending on your timelines of getting those yeah. results, um, are we, both good ways to go down. And it's people understanding that you should actually want to, to pay the marketing budget and spend all of it because that's where you're going to get the results. I think the word investment is key when it comes to marketing and yeah. design and branding and all, all of the creative side of a business because it is an investment when done correctly you're investing money into this this marketing pot which will then return on that investment yeah you'll get more leads you'll get more recognition you're you're building an audience returning on yeah returning on the investment so rather than just thinking oh i'm spending x amount of money a month into this and i'm just paying a service yeah you're not paying a service you're investing into your business there, there, there's a natural especially in the uk a natural tendency not to want to talk about money but talking about money early is good because it works out if you're the right fit yep just just saying things really really early getting any assumption uh or obliterating any assumption basically because everyone has an idea of what things cost yeah we'll, we'll be we'll be told things you know either in, the, in our business life or personal life about how much things certain things cost and we'll be shocked by it but finding out that amount finding out the cost of something early on rather than much later yeah. on when you've invested yourself into it is much better um we, we've we've had like uh we've had inquiries before for really really big projects and i think we've been starstruck by the idea of working on the project we haven't necessarily then asked about the budget and then when you ask about the budget you then quickly realize oh okay this is yeah. either a scam, just a pure lie, or they are genuinely a very big company who just don't want to pay people yeah. any amount of money. 
we we spoke about a client this morning, in fact, about a, an older client who, um, they're a massive, massive company working in London, big offices, say, working oh, in London. Yeah. It's a multinational company. They're huge. And the amount they wanted to pay for projects was yeah. uh, was an astronomically small price. And it was we did one project for them where we hadn't quoted like the post-production time. This is very, very early on in Future Proof's life cycle before we'll yeah. buy. I think we just quoted for filming. We filmed it, again, not for a great amount of money. And then when we're editing it, they wanted to get it down to like basically like £100 to edit all these videos for them. Yeah. Massive company. If you watch any any sport, any, any like sporting event, like football game, rugby game or something, you see this yeah, brand yeah. advertised at all of these. They're huge. But they, they just, yeah, they just wanted to pay peanuts. So like, again, asking about budget early on would have stopped us from working with them or... We wouldn't have felt obliged to finish the project for them or they wouldn't have felt that they needed to then get something out for yeah. this little amount of money but yeah it would it would have cleared up lots of uh lots of misunderstandings early early on so def definitely just chat about it early yeah and it's the, it's the same way where doing something cheap to get a foot in the door always backfires because what oh, you're never, actually doing works. you're just anchoring your price yeah i call it the domino effect because Everybody's had a super cheap Domino's. I remember one Domino's. Yeah. Yeah. I got two large pizzas, garlic garlic pizza bread, chicken dippers, cookies, loads of stuff. It cost me like thirteen quid. Yeah. And like ever since that day, I've been like, I don't want to pay much money for a Domino's yeah. because you, you've you're not going to pay tasted, twenty quid for a large. You've are tasted you now? discounts. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like everyone, if you if you're paying full price for a Domino's, you're either a billionaire, you're either you're either Elon Musk, yeah. or you're a chump. Yeah. Um, everyone wants a discount domino, so it's the yeah. domino effect. As soon as you get that, as soon as you get that feeling, that taste of a discount, that's all you want from people. Yeah. So yeah, like you can you can offer people a preferential rate or something, if it works out for you. If it's preferential for you, not if it's preferential for them. Yeah. It can be preferential for them because they're getting a slightly discounted rate, but the main thing is it's preferential for you. Yeah. So for instance, we offer we sometimes offer like a retainer preferential rate for certain projects. Like yeah. if it's like a lot of video work, for instance, we might offer a slight preferential rate yeah. on it. Yeah. And I'm talking about a lot of video work. I'm not talking about three videos or four videos. Like yeah. it's, you know, constant every month we're creating yeah. lots of video content. Yeah. We'll offer a preferential rate. Because it's preferential for us, because yeah. we know we're gonna yeah. get that amount of work. It, it, we can incorporate it into our cash flow. Yeah. Um, but but going back to the budget side of it, with all of those as well, those projects, those clients that we have on those retainers, they're all people we spoke about budget with early on. Yeah. And they're people you have to constantly talk about budget to if you're like renewing the contract like a year down the line. Because if you don't, you just end up doing the same prices for Yeah, that's right. Years yeah. And, and years there's and years. a real there's a real resources benefit as well when you're doing that much bulk. You start building a library, you start building a quicker workflow up. So yeah. things naturally get quicker anyway. So yeah. it, it's it's it is still a bit of a trade off, but it, it's worthwhile and it's not as bad as it always seems when it's that extent of work as oh, well. Oh yeah, a preferential price also doesn't mean peanuts. No, to get no, all the yeah, out yeah, there. yeah. I was just gonna say, like, I feel we've got to the point in Bright specifically where we're not a startup anymore. It's not convincing people that they need marketing. Yeah. our personas are people that understand the value in marketing so when we get to that call and they're not and they don't understand the value in that or they don't understand the value in the investment they're making at that point we're putting so much work into it to then find out they haven't got the budget in something yeah, yeah. which is talking money early then like you say allows us to sort of segment people that actually want to invest and people that 
are getting 20 quotes and going with the cheapest no matter what yeah content they're being provided yeah and and our prices are our prices you yeah know, we, yeah we're, we're now in a position where we're we're a very unique marketing agency and people who are coming to us understand that and yeah. they've seen the difference that we've made for other companies and how how we've made it and how really it's not a comparison anymore to another agency because there's no comparison it's they want us for this reason and that's what they're going to pay for and that's fine and everyone's happy we work hard get them good results and they're happy especially because we get a lot of recommendations and a lot of return customers return clients so they're happy in what they're doing but they're also recommending us to other people because they see the value in what we're doing for them. Yeah, yeah. So when new clients find us and then come to us and say, oh, can you drop your price in or we haven't got the budget for this, it's, we provide so much value for other clients, why should we then drop the budget for you to provide the same value Yeah. and sort of backfire on ourselves? Yeah, yeah. And I think if, if we did do that, you would then start prioritising clients, unfortunately. Yeah. And you don't really want to do that. Like, no. I'm sure everybody, every agency will have their favorite clients. Yeah, yeah. I, ju I jumped off a call earlier with a client and they're one of my favorite clients because they value what we do. Yeah. And they respect budgets. They tell us budgets in advance. They know they know the rates. They know how much things it's cost. It's a trust in the expertise, yeah, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And they, they always push for um, maximizing the budget because they know that in maximizing a budget, we can maximize our time on something and yeah. therefore yeah. maximize the final product. Yeah. So they are a great client. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so we we don't you don't ever want to prioritize a client, and I think in doing that, where people do want a little bit of a cheeky discount on something for no yeah. reason, they just want a cheeky discount. Yeah. They want the exact same service other people are paying for. Um, you do end up prioritizing people, and it isn't a good thing. Yeah, it, the, the exact same way where if someone isn't investing much money into the service they want you then lose heart in it. Yeah. It's the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah, it is. I saw a great thing the other day where a client was asking. Um, and what would make this relationship better? And the answer was uh, getting paid the right amount, getting paid on time. Yeah, but what else could we do? Uh, getting paid the right amount, getting paid on time. Like they're just two critical things: the right amount on time. Yeah. Like if you're not paying, if you're paying the right amount and it's late, it's almost as bad as not the right amount. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Just Every business, big or small, they're dealing with cash flow. So yeah you, they've invoiced you you've got a date you know it's coming in before then so every time it's late just throws things out for yeah. everyone but it's it's if you're understand if you're thinking about your marketing budget and you're, in terms of value and returns you'll know that oh actually i don't need to invest 50 grand a video that could do the job for 15 grand for example that would actually go into this marketing um campaign i've set up and start getting those returns. That's yeah. actually the spend that I need to be at. I think listeners, if they can't necessarily pluck a marketing budget or they can't think of one like that, is well, we, top we've, money we've early, had it, and we've gone through great conversations where it's okay. So, what's your what's your typical client's uh, spend? How long are they spending it with you yeah. for? What's your lead time? So, from inquiry to purchase, typically, what yeah. is it? And people have those answers or they've got data where we can help them find yeah. those answers. And it leads you towards establishing that, that yeah. budget. And, and most, I know this is talking about marketing agencies and you might have this on, on other various things. But for most marketing agencies, they should be able to help you with that. Yeah. Should be able to help you figure out what your marketing budget should be. Yeah. And then talk to you and say, well, is that 
a realistic budget for you monthly they could also say no we can't afford that right now we'll do five percent or or yeah yeah we can spend a lot more than that because we want to make a real impact yeah but having honest conversations with suppliers and not just thinking oh if they know no one client's worth 50 grand they're gonna yeah. you know what i mean rip me off it's it's yeah. not that at all. We, we've done it really well with a, a startup and they've been really successful but they were quite clear in that really in the first six months, we, we only need this many signups. And then beyond that, you know, the ceilings for the next three years is here and then then here for yeah. five. And we've laid out a plan to get that. And, yeah. you know, we're past the first probably two phases now with them, but it's gone well. And they were really open about what their product costs, yeah. the profit and so what they want to invest in marketing yeah. and it just just helps with the relationship yeah. we're yeah. looking at building a partnership like it's not a service client relationship that we want to build it's it is that real partnership element where we want to work with you to make your business great yeah. we're not just supplying an add-on marketing service we want to deep dive into your into your business and sit at the heart of it really to make it make it bloody brilliant yeah so i think because of a partnership thing i think a big thing is obviously they have to trust you they have to yeah. trust the agency yeah. as well um we're telling them be honest be upfront. tell us about it yeah they'll be thinking okay but what are you guys thinking about it what are you guys being upfront? are you guys being honest that's true and yeah. we obviously you know trust us we always are um but if you don't trust the agency that you're about to work with probably don't work with them if, yeah. is, is there a reason you don't trust them or do you is it yeah, just yeah. are you just getting like you know whenever you're going to take your car to the garage or something personally i'm always thinking they're going to rip me off because i don't know anything about cars yeah they're going to rip me off so if that's the thing maybe try and learn a little bit about what you're trying to get the service you're trying to get from them so you, yeah because you're a little bit more clued up you can ask a few more probing questions and then yeah. from there hopefully you'll be able to yeah. trust the agency you're working with also hopefully the agency that you're trying to work yeah, with. Yeah, they're doing their part honest, to build confidence you know, and trust. There's, there's well. obviously going to be shysters out there who will just try and, you know, yeah, if you tell them your budget's 10,000 and it only costs six, they're going to go for, you know, 9.9 .9 or something like that. Yeah. There's going to be people like that who just want to maximize the amount of money from you. I think as well, if you come in too low, even if you have these marketing objects and names and you're, but you're really trying to, like, you don't have much ad spend, they could not be honest with you and go, yeah, we, we can do that. And they're not going to because you haven't got enough spend yeah. there, but yeah. they're just taking that, you know, small regular payment from you. Yeah. And we've had it recently with people who have had a very definite clear budget. So yeah. they've come to us saying, you know, oh, I think this project, uh, the budget for this is £15,000, let's say. How much will it cost? And then we've just been very open about it by saying, oh, I think we can come under budget. Or there's been certain times where we've said, unfortunately, it's going to be over budget. For under budget ones, we've, you know, uh, we've said... Yep, it's, we can go under and it's going to be, you know, £12,000 will be the cost. We could have just said, that's amazing because it's actually going to cost fifteen. Like, yeah, how lucky yeah. is that? Or ones, like you say, with where people are, they the actual cost is going to be higher. They can't do it for that. And then we end up delivering a bad service. We had one recently where they said the budget was, I think the budget, the whole project was something like £45,000. We were a large, large chunk of that, but then there were other people feeding into yeah. it. Um. I can't remember what other people's were, but the amount that we we chart, we we uh, quoted for, that would have taken the budget to like £60,000 or something. They didn't have a budget for it. So openly, they said, we don't have a budget for that. We're going to be higher. What can we do? And then we came to some compromises. So we yeah. 
we, we took off a couple of locations and then they found some extra budget to ensure that we could still have a decent amount of post time on it. Yeah. Again, they're a great client yeah. because there's just this openness and this talk yeah. about it. I, I think when making your decision, like hopefully it's not always just down to price anyway, but when making your decision, if if your preferred agency or it is beyond what you what you've actually allocated, talk to them. I, I hate hearing no, we've chosen someone else who was cheaper. It's like, right, were they cheaper and better? Or if it was just cheaper, like, let's have a conversation. Let's see what they were talking about. Let's see what you actually need. So that scalability thing yeah. as well. Like if it yeah, was, if yeah. we were, say if we were, say a thousand pound more expensive than the person they went with, for, for example, and they chose them because, again, they were just cheaper. So they just went with the cheapest option. Yeah. We could have scaled back some of it or and said, we'll do this for three months, yeah. see your return on investment, and then we can scale. But if it is sort of leeway that we can work on, yeah, yeah. there's definitely some flexibility in that. I, we can't talk budgets without me saying what uh, a little insight of a conversation I've been having with a client who's <laughs> quite a new client. And we did lots of diagnostic work, looked at their stuff. We gave them three options. Uh, I can't remember what they are. Let's say it was five grand, 10 grand, 20 grand a month spend they found secret sub option cheaper than the five grand and said can you do something for this and they brought their expectations down which is why we said yes let, yeah. let's do it and which, which is good they've brought we, their expectations down. their expectations yeah. were down temporarily then their expectations started creeping up and they they eventually said to me so they're on i think it's six months retainer and they said oh we want to be this company and i I happen to know that that company last year increased their marketing spend from £5 million a year to £17 million a year to dominate. And so I said, how much do you want to uh, increase your investment of, so you're competing at £17 million, how much do you want to increase your investment of £30,000 by? And they went, oh, right. Uh, £16,907,000. Is what they should be saying. Uh, But they went, oh, yeah, um, Actually, let's just leave it where it is, see how it does. Um, and yeah, you and never it, know. Yeah, but, but the idea was actually their numbers were to reach in five years and it was to scale slowly while they built their infrastructure around it. And the results are being good, but even so, it's just the, the expectation of what you're going to get for how much you're going to spend it re- realistically has to go both ways. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So if we were to wrap up, and give a couple of tips about asking about budgets then. Yeah. What, I would what, I would say if you're trying to find out someone's budget, be nice and open and but also explain the reason. Cuz I think a lot of people, you're right when you said they're assuming you're just trying to take maximum budget when, you know, as an agency we're here to make money and things, but that's not why we're asking. We're asking how to maximize the budget, not take the maximum budget. Um, so I, I think that's an important thing to, to explain to people why a budget is important. I think the only the only thing around um, explaining why you, you need to talk about the budget yeah. is I think you can over engineer the budget chat. So my thing would just be keeping it, keeping it clear, mm-hmm. concise and simple. If they don't understand why you need to talk to them about a budget, I would wonder if you're talking to the right person in the business. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because... Of course, you have to talk to them about that. Yeah. It's the same with buying anything. If you don't understand why we're having to have the chat about the money, about yeah. the transaction, 
do you understand why the transaction's taking place? Do you understand the point of a transaction? So I would just try and keep it super clear, super simple, super concise. Yeah. I would just ask, what's the budget? You can yeah. you can rephrase that in different ways if it makes you feel more comfortable. Yeah. But I would just keep it nice and clear. If they then do come back and say, well, why do you need to know the budget? You would then just explain. Yeah, like you, you, that, you, can, yeah. you can then explain if you want why I need to know the budget because you're after this project. Yeah. I think without knowing without knowing all the details, because we're asking about the budget early on, that's the other thing, ask about it early on. Yeah. Without knowing all the details, this to achieve this project, it could be, for instance, you know, caveat it from this to this. Yeah. If your budget sits below that, then there's an issue. If it sits somewhere within that, we can create something yeah, for you. Yeah. We can do something for you. And then hopefully they will then just go, oh, okay, I'll find out my budget or my budget is this. Yeah, and you can have yeah. the chat. I think one of the main problems of not knowing a budget when they're coming to you with a project is we can say, oh, it's going to be X to X. But if their budget's way less than that, for example, they then get scared and think we can't do any work for them for that. Yeah. So say, say which, if they, which, which may be the case. Which, which all, yeah, maybe the case. But in the example of, say, the, say if the example they bring to us, we can take a guess that it was a 40 grand project. But they only have enough, like they only have a fifteen thousand pound budget. Yeah, we can still create content for that, but it won't be on the level like Drew said earlier, the level of this advert that they've just bought. But knowing that budget, rather than going, oh, it's going to be forty grand, and then oh yeah, we yeah. don't have the budget for that. But is what it, was the budget? Yeah, it's the problem with ranges as well. Is people see our output for other people that have been recommending us. Yeah. And they might not have an idea, so we give a ballpark, you know, five to twenty grand a month or something like that. And they'll say, wow, we can get these guys doing our marketing for five grand a month. Yeah. When really what they're thinking, what they was originally attracted to was the output of actually 20 grand and the returns we were getting at 20 grand a month. But they're just thinking, wow, we can get them for five grand a month. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to go back on my giving a range and offering up a budget because you need to find out, you need to find out what their budget is yeah. early so you know if yeah. they're going to be a right fit for you because you you yourself you personally yeah. know there's going to be there could be a range or a get you know a guesstimated version of yeah. their budget but then without giving them that because then that no matter how many times you say this is a caveat we're, sh we're slapping some yeah. caveats on this all they ever hear is the lower amount the lowest yeah. version of it and then from there they think probably even lower than that for some reason yeah. clients <laughs> always hear different numbers you then just have to find more information out so you want to find that their budget and then you want to find out more information. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you can say to them, do you understand the word caveat? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm caveating this range. Um, I had, had it recently with, with one where it was, uh, I'd had no details. I just knew yeah. they wanted this video. Could you give us a range of things? And all I said was, well, this is our day rate for going out on production. And this is our day rate for post-production. Yeah. I don't know how many days you need of each because yeah, I don't yeah. know what we're doing. But this is it. And then from that, they just put the two numbers together and were like, cool, we could do it for that. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, yeah, not a yeah. day of each one of those yeah. things. It's why an example is good. Because you can say, yeah. for us to create something like this or akin yeah, to guess, this, yeah. it's going to be, you know, three days shoot and probably about seven days post or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and, and you've already explained the day rate and stuff. That's one way of doing a very basic thing. I, I think... When you're just doing a video project, that's easy. When you're doing marketing support around all of that, it's more complicated and you just need to know their budget so you can maximize it. Yeah. There's so many options. We, we, we had a call with a guy who was like, yeah, we should be on, uh, obviously be on 
LinkedIn, but what about Insta? What about Facebook? What about TikTok? Snapchat? Snapchat we yeah. need to be on all of these. But we've also got three different personas, which obviously LinkedIn's one yeah. of them. Facebook and Instagram's a different one. TikTok and Snapchat, that's, that's it, a different persona It does as well. make sense, but you can't yeah. just give a quick price on that. Yeah. You know, there's this, this so much effort. And because it is three different personas, like very different. Yeah. That basically three different campaigns. Three different, con yeah, pieces of content. Time, you can't yeah. reuse any of that. Yeah. So you two have given tips for businesses. I'd say for individuals listening to this that are going to any service, not just marketing, it's having a budget in mind. And I know some people will then, like we said earlier, go, go and not have a budget and want to get ballparks and things. But have a think before you go what would be a maximum, say, budget for you yeah. and what would be the return on investment you'd expect with that? Or look at it from the other way around, what is the return on investment you'd expect and then work backwards? Yeah. And it's rather than going to a thing and you can have, like we said earlier, you can have the conversation with the marketing team, but having expectations early yeah. and choosing providers around that rather yeah. than you're wasting both both sides time. I, if I love looking at the value you want to get back because, yeah. that, because that's really what it is. So you want to get this value. What are you willing to pay for that value? Yeah. And then it's about agencies more just gaining your trust in delivering yeah. that value for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I don't think we've necessarily answered the question of how how can you ask a client their budget, but we have spoken around the importance of budget, yeah. why people should have a budget, and given some tips on if people don't want to give a budget, how to kind of explain to them, but also ask in a nicer way. Yeah, and from both sides, like yeah. from an agency, have the conversation early so you can yeah. see if you're a good fit. But if a client doesn't know their budget genuinely... Like there's ways of helping them use the value proposition, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think we've not definitively answered the question of how to get a client to tell you their budget because there is no definitive answer. Yeah. We've, yeah. we've given all of the, well, we've given a bunch of ways for you to try and find out. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you're necessarily going to get it. We spoke to a super uh, experienced agency owner yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Who is, uh, you know, big team loads and loads and loads of uh, like super high profile clients and work he's been going in the like agency game for decades yeah and he still struggles with this yeah so yeah lots of people still struggle with it so if you are a person who goes to agencies with this don't worry it's probably always going to be a stumbling block but you'll get better at trying to find out the yeah. budgets and you'll get better at trying to advise the clients they need the they need to know about budgets yeah it's having the confidence as well knowing you need the budget and why you need the budget yeah yeah. Have the conversation. Yeah. Nice.